Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This episode 39 of the Missing Link podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. are 5-0. After beating the LA Rams at SoFi Stadium, I was there live. Can't wait to share my experiences. And then we're going to preview the New York Jets. How are you guys doing? Eagles are undefeated. 5-0 coming out of LA. Pretty exciting stuff. I think it was their most complete game that they've played so far this season. When you take into account the way Hurts played and the way the defense shut out the Rams in the second half and some of the defensive adjustments that we saw and just some of the high points of the game. It was a really exciting game to watch. But I was able to see it live. I was lucky enough to be able to come out with my wife, Samai, take a look at SoFi and explore the sites and stay with a few friends. So I just wanted to let you guys in on how SoFi looked and how it felt walking into one of the newest stadiums in the NFL. I think it's pretty cool. There's quite a few things around. Shout out to the Green Legion. They had completely shut down one of the bars that was about a 15 minute walk away from the stadium. So we pivoted and went to the casino for the restaurant to grab some breakfast. Walked over to the stadium through all the tailgating. There was multiple parking lots with both Eagles and Rams fans about half and half. And that held true going into the game. The Eagles fans absolutely took over. SoFi Stadium. But as you kind of come up tailgating and you kind of crest over the hill, you see this giant stadium with some man-made water fountains and a bridge to walk over. And it's an extremely impressive structure. You come in and you go into the ticketing area. You just get scanned through. None of that handheld stuff. You go right in. And then you realize as you walk into the stadium that you're actually just in the foreground of the stadium. You actually have to go a little bit deeper into the stadium itself to get a great view. And it just opens up. It's like a, it's not, it's a dome, but it kind of is open air on either end to allow that California breeze to go through. There is a roof, but it, it is open lighting, so you can see through it completely, so the sky kind of comes down, and if you're up in the upper section like I was, you have the sun kind of hitting you in the face, so sunglasses are required, but you look at just the, the way the architecture is, and even the upper deck, just being able to walk into your individual section, everything in that arena was with the consumer in mind, from the concession stands to easy beer and wine grabbing, the food, and it's just a beautiful view. You can actually see the new Clippers Stadium in the distance in one of the the four years and it's just a really impressive arena and it was really exciting to walk into an experience it was very loud it's kind of surprising how loud it got as you looked around as we're getting ready for the game we're sitting down and you just see all the green you see the kelly green the midnight green and it was just really a proud moment as a fan to be in an opposing stadium and sit down and see all the fans that have traveled about as far as you can travel in the NFL to be there for what it seemed like a home game for the Eagles as the game got going. So shout out to Eagles fans, shout out to the experience, and nothing will ever beat the link from a game day experience, but SoFi was pretty impressive. It was a great place to visit, and I would encourage you to do so. As for the game itself, the Eagles started on offense, and they took it right to the Rams. Dallas Goddard got involved early. This really was the Goddard game, and he scored a touchdown to cap that drive to go up 7 nothing. Turn right around, give it another long drive up to the Rams. They come down. Great pass by Stafford in the corner of the end zone, beating Bradbury with 2-2 Atwell. So now we have ourselves a tied ball game in the first quarter. Jake Elliott field goal in the second, makes it 10-7. And then Bradford gets beat again, one-on-one, by the rookie sensation Puka for a long 22-yard pass completion. So it was just 
going back and forth, especially with the way the stadium was, about 50-50 with Eagles fans and Rams fans. The two going back and forth, I think no one really expected the Rams to be able to score quite as easily as they were. Sean McVay, you can never doubt. He had a great scheme in place, and it really showed that he was trying to pick on some certain players, and I don't think it was Bradbury's best game, but we needed to do some adjustments. And so as Jalen Hurts and the offense got the ball with 32 seconds left, all had seemed lost. It seemed like we were just going to go in and maybe take a knee. We had done that a few times earlier in this season, but we decided to be a little more aggressive. It was a long third down and a pass to A.J. Brown, who caught it one-handed and went on a long run, followed by a horse collar tackle to add an additional 15 yards. The guy is just an absolute animal. He had a fantastic day anyway, but that was really the play that made this game and swung the momentum back in the Eagles' favor. Go all the way down the field and then throw it into the end zone with another pass interference because they just can't cover AJ. And we're sitting on the one yard line. And I think a lot of coaches would have just gone for the field goal and taken the points. But not our team, not Nick Sirianni. He wants to be aggressive, and so we get lined up for the brotherly shove. Two seconds left, no timeouts. They execute the play to perfection, as they always do, get in the end zone. Scoring those seven points there at the end of that half, I think, really broke the Rams' spirits. I think it just absolutely shattered them going into halftime. And when the Eagles and Rams came back out in the third quarter, you saw a different team. You saw a Rams team that could not get past midfield. I think they had under 100 yards in the second half. And the defensive adjustments, all the slants and just basically everything we gave up to Cooper Cup and Puka in the middle just basically disappeared. And a lot of that has to do with scheme. It's not like our back end did anything particularly special. Bradley Roby, the new veteran addition, seemed to be playing pretty well upon first view. But overall, the defensive adjustments of not letting them go inside and challenging the receivers led to some big sacks. And so the fourth quarter comes and the Eagles have a couple of field goals to extend their lead. The story is the defense. Jalen Carter had two sacks. One was just absolutely destroying the center, going through a double team and throwing Matt Stafford to the ground. And then Hassan Reddick, finally with his cast off, able to use all of his skill set to get around the offensive tackles, comes in, has a clutch sack in the fourth quarter, and then on the final drive, just absolutely destroys Stafford to really put the punctuation point on the game itself and the crowd just went absolutely wild like I said it was a lot of Eagles fans and every time that there was a big play whether it was a sack or A.J. Brown's catch and run you know the stadium was screaming like essentially it was a home game so that was really just exciting to see when you look at the stats after the game Hertz got to 300 yards he had a interception that was a poor throw with a back shoulder to A.J. but you look at his ball placement all day and just the clutchness and the long drives that we went on against this Rams defense Aaron Donald was stifled by the offensive line. He still does not have a sack against the Eagles in his career. And credit to Jeff Stoutland, the way that he got the right guard, Sua, prepared. Really didn't seem like there was a lot of miscommunication on the offensive line, despite there being a new member of it this week. Hertz also carried the ball 15 times for 72 yards, had a touchdown, obviously, at the end of the second half. Huge plays with his legs. And I think this was the first game this season we got to see that dual threat ability that makes him so dangerous. Swift still added 70 yards. We were able to run the ball essentially at will. And then the receivers. AJ had six catches for 127 yards. Goddard had eight catches for 117. Whenever you have these plays come together and these players play the way they have been, there is going to be some people who are left out. And Devonta Smith, while targeted five times, only had one catch for six yards. But I think that's the beauty of our staff and the way that we utilize our receivers. It's not like anyone really complains. AJ, I know a couple weeks ago was complaining about targets, but generally speaking, it's all about winning. And I don't think you're going to hear a peep about Devonta Smith only getting one catch for six yards. It was just the other guys' day. 
and Dallas Goddard really came in and utilized his Pro Bowl talent, and AJ's just on a tear the last three games. I think he's in the top five for yardage in the NFL, and a lot of that came in the last three weeks. So overall, just a fantastic game to watch. It was exciting. It was back and forth. That first half had you a little nervous, but as soon as that AJ Brown catch happened, and as soon as we were able to score that touchdown going into half, it just seemed like it broke the Rams, and the defensive adjustments, which gives me a lot of confidence in our defensive coordinator with Sean Desai, that we can hang with some of these offensive geniuses, quote unquote, that are around the league. And the Rams have a good offense and they were hanging tough with San Francisco and a few other teams this season. So no slouch there. They had some really great players, but the scheme that we brought to the table, the offense when it plays like this, the defense when it's so timely with its sacks and the win, the stops, we're going to be hard to beat. uh, That's for sure. So if the team keeps playing like this, it's going to be fireworks against the Niners, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, all these great games that we have coming up. I think we're getting and we're kind of peaking here at the right time for that long stretch against some pretty good teams. No doubt about it. So this week we take a look at the New York Jets and by no means can we overlook this game. Zach Wilson being a quarterback for them after Aaron Rodgers going down four plays into the season. Disappointing for Jets fans, of course. And Wilson has played a little up and down, but when they played the Chiefs, he played pretty darn well and the team around him is quite good the offensive line has its weak points and I think the Eagles defense will be able to take advantage of that quite a bit but their defense is awesome and they have a great running back in Brees Hall so the defense themselves they've got some good players on all three levels it's going to be difficult to move the ball against them we have to use our offensive line have to make sure the run game is established Hertz being that dual threat really makes us difficult to defend because we have such great outside receiver talent as well as Goddard in the middle Sauce Gardner is our cornerback. He's one of the top three cornerbacks in the NFL. You got to stay away from him. I don't think you just eliminate the person he's covering, but certainly you want to challenge the other side of the field, the middle of the field, and like I said, running the ball. That's going to be the key. You want to avoid those turnovers, and Sauce is always looking for that pick six. On defense, I don't know if this team can really move the ball against us. I mean, Brees Hall had a great game last week, about 150 yards on the ground, but Our defense's calling card has really been stopping the run so far this year. They're going to have to pass. I think we're going to force them to pass based on the running lanes being clogged. And I don't know if Wilson has the juice to be able to keep up with Hurts and the Eagles offense on the other side. So I can expect some turnovers. We're going to see him be rattled. He gets hit once, two, three times. It's going to be over for the Jets. And that's why they've been struggling so much. If Rodgers was on this team, they would be an extremely difficult out because I think quarterback is by far the weakest part of their team. And they just have built up a great roster. But you know that offensive line, I mean, it really it got Rodgers hurt, right? And, and I don't think it's improved. And there have been some injuries along that offensive line going into this week. So the Eagles defense has to be looking at this and licking their chops while they're looking at film and saying, you know, I think I can get one or two. And I think everyone across the line is going to be gunning for that. The injury report's a little concerning. Looks like Slay has a knee injury. Jalen Carter has an ankle injury. Will that be end up be affecting them and holding them out later this week or on Sunday? Who knows? Doesn't seem like it's too serious. The Eagles haven't announced anything too much like that, but something to monitor, right? We'll see. We're already a little weak on the defensive line. I think we'll be getting back Fletcher Cox, so that'll be a nice boon if Carter isn't able to go. At cornerback, it's just another week for Bradley Roby to assimilate himself into the defense. Hopefully that slot cornerback position can start to look like not such a big weakness that it was once Avante Maddox went down. So overall, feeling really good about this game this week. It's the Jets, and you can't overlook them and look ahead, but 6-0 and is well within reach here, and I think Zach Wilson won't be able to really hang with the Eagles offense. So getting ready for a great game. I think it's going to be a nice showcase game. Hopefully we can see this offense to continue to roll. And if we do, watch out. I'm going to say, let's say Eagles 31, Jets 17. 6-0 is right around the corner, and we need every win we can get, especially if we're trying to keep up with that number one seed with San Francisco. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly. 
Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you could rate, review, and subscribe on the platform that you're listening on, we'd greatly appreciate it. Go Birds!